Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Monday. It's the ninth day of September 2019. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me for 10 minutes. After last Thursday's episode on magic with Diana Rose, a friend wrote to me to critique the idea of magic as being anything we can't sufficiently explain. And in his comments, he also called into question my idea that science changes its mind all the time. Uh, he suggested it was kind of wrong-headed and that science is changing, yes, but in pursuit of truth. My friend's response highlights some issues I've been struggling with in recent years related to skepticism and acceptance and rejection. I went through at least 25 years of my life, from the age of 15 to at least 40, as a very militant atheist and skeptic. And in the middle of that period, I was the worst kind of both of those things, very devoted to people like Richard Dawkins before I realized what a misogynist and bigot he was and is. And I was very dismissive of anything that wasn't supported, in my view, by rigorous science. It wasn't until recently that I began to understand just how much of what life has to offer I had missed out on by thinking this way. Now, to be sure, I am still a fan of using facts to determine our actions whenever possible. If the overwhelming scientific evidence points to human-caused global warming as a thing that exists, which it does, then we are suicidal and foolish to still be debating our response to it, which, of course, we are. But I would be just as foolish to suggest that every interaction we have as humans with other humans or with the natural world or every interaction non-human elements of the natural world have with one another could be satisfactorily explained by science. Not even scientists suggest that that's true. And in fact, one of the things I've retained from my days as an ultra-skeptic is a comfort with uncertainty and doubt. I really dig that scientists can look at a situation, say, well, we don't know yet, and just be okay with that. And speaking personally, I don't need magic or God or whatever to fill in those gaps in knowledge. But that's not to say that the gaps aren't there, or that I don't feel a sense of awe and wonder at their existence. Arthur C. Clarke said famously that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Yes, but I would say so are some things that aren't human technology at all. One of my favorite examples, for which I'm indebted to the book The Myth of Human Supremacy by Derek Jensen, which I've mentioned before on this show, and which I can't recommend highly enough, uh, one of the examples of that is the ways in which trees and plants communicate with each other, including about our human actions. And to understand the highly advanced language they use is also to understand just how little we really know about how the world works, and how arrogant we would be to suggest that our educated first-world interpretation is the only possible one. But even if... Every single thing about life could be explained with numbers and equations and charts and such. I'm not sure I would want it to be. I don't believe that knowing how something works removes its wonder. Not at all. On the contrary, I think it's awe-inducing. To think of the working of the human body, or the creation of new stars, or the currents in the ocean, or how bee colonies are structured, or what have you. But I find it equally awe-inducing to experience the energy between two people, or the feeling of a tarot reading that opens me up to new ways of thinking, or the majesty when you get to the top of a hill and the sun is shining down on the valley below. And I'm sure there are chemical and neurological explanations for a lot of why I feel like I do about those things. 
But I would rather hold on to magic and let the mystery be, so to speak. I do tend to be on the secular end of the tarot community, for example. There's no doubt about that. I don't need anything mystical to be operating for me to appreciate the working of tarot in my life or in the lives of other people. But I also don't need to rob others of their approach or dismiss it because I don't agree, as long as there's no harm being done. You know, you, you can't have an abortion because God says so is a lot different than there's magic in celebrating the summer solstice. Those are not two examples of the same kind of thinking. I have two kids, and I definitely raised both of them to be questioners. But, you know, kind of later in my life and theirs, in my current parenting, I'm also raising them to not question at the expense of open-mindedness, to not assume that their young, white, recent culture knows more or is better equipped to deal with and appreciate the world than the cultures of people who aren't white and whose thinking is not recent. And as for science always pursuing the truth, there's just way too much evidence in the opposite direction to believe that that's always the case. Of course, of course, many scientists are nobly investigating the world and are as excited to be wrong as to be right. But we live in an era where, to paraphrase the Wu-Tang Clan, cash rules everything around us. And we have seen way too many corporate-funded research papers denying the health detriments of smoking or that climate change is real. We've seen too many military funded applications of science, you know, toward the job of killing people. We've seen too many doctors over medicating the population at the request of big pharma reps. We've seen way too much of our world devastated in the name of some kind of progress to believe that the only use of science is the pursuit of truth. And I just want to reiterate, I am a big fan of facts. In the world in which we live, it is super easy to see how a denial of the facts leads to misery and destruction. But I'm also a fan of opening ourselves up to other ways of thinking, because, you know, just as it hurts us all to believe that climate change isn't real, for example, it's equally harmful to believe that the path forward is more of the same, just better. More technology, just better. More human expansion, just better. More business growth, just better. I really think we need to start looking backward as well as forward. We need to embrace what makes life magical and stop just chasing after what makes it profitable. And our time is almost up. That's the show for today. It's a short one. Tomorrow I will be back. It is my 46th birthday tomorrow, so you have some number of shopping hours left. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't shop for anything. But actually, if you wanted to give me a birthday present, though, you could become a member of this show. You can do that by going to abriefchat.com. I momentarily forgot the name of my own show, but now I've remembered it's a brief chat. And you can go to abriefchat.com and you'll find all the past episodes there. You'll find ways to get in touch with me, etc., etc. But you also will find a link called support the show. And if you click on that, it'll take you to Patreon and you can become a member at three different levels, salt of the earth, pepper of the earth, or soy sauce of the earth. And thank you to everyone who's already done that. It, it just, you know, it means the world to me. It really does. Uh, especially because I'm trying to build this creative life into something that can be my, my sustenance life, uh, which is not currently the case. Uh, that's it. I love you and a better world is possible. <laughs>